0: This podcast is about anything and everything that gets us better at making things good and good at making things better. It's called Extreme Stewardship because the first thing to say about getting better at making things good and good at making things better is that both we ourselves and whatever we're working on don't belong to us. We are stewards of what is God's, not owners of what is ours. And in a world that prioritizes getting as the ultimate good and self as the ultimate end. That's pretty extreme. This is episode three, where I spend as much time explaining what I don't mean as what I do mean. Work, defined in relation to God, is improving creation. To say that we are improving something assumes that it is capable of improvement in the first place. And yes, in case this isn't clear, I am saying that improving creation is something that we were created to do before the fall. But since there are all sorts of wrong ways to mean that, I want to start with what I am not saying. There used to be a grading system in kindergarten, or maybe it was lower elementary grades, that instead of grading things with an A, B, C, D, F, like we usually do, it was O, G, F, and N. O meant outstanding, G meant good, F meant fair, and N meant needs improvement, Which, by the way, is a ridiculous system, because it implies that being outstanding, good, or fair all meant no improvement was necessary, and at the same time it implies that to be in need of improvement is to be terrible. So when I say work is improving creation, you might think I'm implying that God did a lousy job on days one through five, so he brought us along on day six to fix all his mistakes. No, that is not what I am implying. I am not implying that God was a needs-improvement-level creator. I'm also not implying a moral shortcoming in the original creation, as though creation started out sinful and the human task was to correct or overcome that sinful state. The problem is that we think of the original creation being perfect. I've heard that word in sermons on creation. I've read it in children's Bibles that tell the creation story. God created everything perfect, and then sin messed it all up, and so on and so forth. That's not what Genesis says. And the reason that's not what Genesis says is that Genesis 1 and 2 isn't primarily interested in the moral state of things. It's interested in the functional state of things. Functionally, God makes everything good. Good means capable of doing the job for which God created it. Functionally, perfect would mean has already completed the job for which God created it. That's what perfection language in Scripture typically means. It means complete, done, finished. It means something has reached its ultimate end and there's no more work to do. Like when Jesus says he has completed the work that the Father had sent him to do. That work is perfect because it's done. But Genesis doesn't say creation is done in that sense. It doesn't say there's no more work to do. Quite the opposite, in fact. It says the last thing God created was workers. And that doesn't make a lot of sense unless there is work still to be done. It's worth noticing as well that God's creation is dynamic by design. The improvement of that creation is not an accident, not a consequence of sin. He set it up that way on purpose. God intended from the beginning for creation to move, to grow, to produce, to cycle through seasons. I'll say it again, creation is dynamic by design. Now, quick side comment, treating stewardship or management or preservation or whatever your favorite buzzword is, treating our work in relation to creation as an exercise in keeping things exactly how they are, as is often suggested in relation to human impact on the environment, This is a fool's errand. It is neither scientifically nor theologically plausible. Creation changes because the Creator set it up that way. Now, some elements of that dynamism are His and His alone. Neither Genesis 1 nor the obvious realities of human existence suggest that the movements of the stars are ours to govern. But in other areas, we are co-workers with God. This is why the whole human experiment begins in a garden. A garden is a perpetual work in progress, and here creature and creator work together to improve that created space. Improving creation sounds a lot like make the world a better place. But just as the word improving is vitally important and needs to be explained, likewise the word creation. I have to name all that exists as creation because there's nothing more important to be said about anything than that God created it and God owns it. The land, the agriculture, the office, the document, the meeting, the people, the product, the website, the platform, the curriculum, it all comes from God and belongs to Him and serves His purposes before it is or does anything else. So when I get ready to work to improve creation, the first thing I have to remember is that I am working for someone else and I am working with Someone else's stuff. If you're a Dave Ramsey fan, you've probably heard him talk about moving from the slavery of debt to the freedom of ownership. Now, that's great financial advice, but I think we need to say it a bit differently in this context. I heard someone say it this way, and I think they were exactly right. For the Christian, it's not so much about moving from the slavery of debt to the freedom of ownership, but rather about moving from the slavery of ownership to the freedom of stewardship. If you're a Jocko Willink fan, you've already recognized in the title of this podcast an allusion to his work on extreme ownership. I'm a big fan of Jocko, just to be clear, but since I'm defining things theologically, I can't use owner to describe me. I don't own anything. Economically, legally, sure, I own my house, my car, etc. If I define ownership in those terms, it fits my human experience just fine. Or if I define ownership as Jocko does, as, as something like a synonym for responsibility, sure. But theologically, the boot doesn't fit. You and I, as image bearers, are neither slaves nor owners. We are stewards. And you might know Paul's statement that it is required of stewards that we be found faithful. And of course, the first step in being a faithful steward is recognizing that we are, in fact, stewards, not owners. It starts by looking around me and seeing everything within my circle of influence not as something I own, but rather as something that he made. Here's an example. I know a man who started a business 30 years ago, built that business from the ground up, worked hard, and over the past few years, he's begun the process of turning that business over to his kids. The business has two major components. He has two kids. They each get one piece of cake. But he found out in this process that one of his kids wanted to own His piece of that cake. He wanted the business to serve him. And so my friend went to his son and fired him. Kicked him out of the office, kicked him out of the business, because my friend would tell you that he doesn't own anything. He is a steward. And as a steward, it is his responsibility to serve the interests of the real owner, up to and including kicking his own son out of the business because his son does not have the interests of the owner in mind. So it starts there. We are in the business of improving someone else's creation. How exactly do we go about that task? Episode 4 would love to tell you all about it. Thanks for listening to the Extreme Stewardship Podcast. My name is Michael Kibbe, and I teach Bible and theology at Great Northern University in Spokane, Washington. My behind-the-scenes partner in this project is my brother, Ben Kibbe. Our editor-in-chief is Anna Lee Stockton. Art comes from Leah Lienhautz, and of course, music is provided by Dave Murray of Deridun Guitars. If this series has been helpful or challenging to you, or if you've got a story about extreme stewardship that you'd be willing to share, shoot us an email extremestewards at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You are, of course, welcome to like and subscribe and tell your friends and all that. What we really care about is that you have gotten better at making things good and good at making things better.